What is up? Molly is here. Hi, video. Um, Hi, everybody. Video. Come on, say hello. What up? Um, so, Molly and I just chatted for probably like what the last 20 minutes, which won't be on Let's here. Let's like 10. Yeah, maybe five. We got all the Honestly. time in the world. Um, so, as you guys know, Molly's the one that like brought this idea of unapologetic to me. Um, and she's been really just like that go-getter on the side, just really encouraging me through it. So I'm excited to have her on this. As well as like we kind of touched a little bit in the video that we made mm -hmm. of like what you're unapologetic for. Mm -hmm. But I'm really excited for you to go into it because it's something I haven't even heard either. Yeah. So that's what I'm excited about is it's going to yeah. be more of like... Not that these aren't genuine conversations, but sometimes, like, the conversations I have with people are, like, not recreated, but just repeated. Right. Right? Where it's like, oh, yeah, I heard that before. She says all the time. It's like, no, I actually haven't seen Molly in, like, two months. <laughs> yeah. So, really, I have not <laughs> talked to her about this. Yeah. We've canceled on each other back and forth yep. at least four times. <laughs> so, um, the first question is, what does living unapologetically look like for you? Yeah. First and foremost... We talk about unapologetically, like, being, like, no regrets. Yeah. Right? So, let me... If people haven't seen the video, they don't know you. Yeah. Do an intro really fast. Let me just, like... Sorry, rewind, go. <laughs> hey, y'all. I'm Molly. Um, Stephanie and I met at Saddleback. Yeah. Last... Was it already last year? No. No. It had to like, have a year and a half ago. Okay. Good. Yeah. Man, I don't know. Time flies. Yep. That's all we know. Um, so Steph and I, thankfully, um, were able to sync up at church and yeah. meet on worship team and get to be in small group with each other for a little while. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, um, just love her heart. And mm -hmm. when she and I have been hanging out and talking about her podcast, just getting really fired up about this idea. And, um, I, this is a tangent. Surprise. There go. Start it out. Let's oh, go. man. Um, you know, I like, I feel like <laughs> there it is. We're going to like edit out all the coughs and the chair squeaks because that's where we're at. Um, uh, but the, you know, I feel like I love podcasts. I love listening to podcasts, but the fact that I get to kind of help not only get the honor of being on yours, mm. but help with like yeah. this season that I think is going to be so special because it's not what I do in my day job. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, that's yeah. like... I'm, I don't know, we want stats. I'm going to be 31 this year. Shoot. What up? Come on. Um, I live with my cousin. Sweet. And it's so much fun. They're technically like sisters. So they're like we best are. friends. It's so true. it's not like, ugh, I live with my cousin. No. It's, it's like, like yeah, it's like, I live with my bestie. Yes. Um, and I love reading. Love it. And I love movies. She got and me TV back shows? on the Harry Potter. Like, yes, I never girl. read Harry Potter, so she's getting me into it. I finally got a hold of the first book. I yes! I have all of them, but I just was like, thought I yes. had it on my own. Literally took a book to fly home to Illinois. Yes. I opened it, and I started reading it. I was like, I feel like I've missed something. It was the second book. Stop it. So then I went to Goodwill. I just, I wasn't going to pay, like, $15 no. for the menu. So finally I have it. I just finished the Hunger Games series because yes, I found I'm so the first one of Hunger Games at Goodwill when I was looking for yes. Potter. So that's when I, like, took a little break. Way to do. So I'm going to, I'm going to go back in after, after I'm off the high of Katniss. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Like, that's a hard trip. I'm, I'm going to ride that, though. Ride that. We're going to watch the movies. It's going to be yeah. fantastic. We're going to cry. Mm -hmm, absolutely. And then we'll be... <gasps> that's something new. Here we go. Okay, so I feel like I have to do, like, yep. a life update every Absolutely. time I'm here. Yeah. 
I have just started watching The Great British Baking Show. Okay. It's like the best is thing ever. Yes, it is. I feel like people have really enjoyed it. You need to watch it, like, well, after it this podcast. It makes you... It, like, transports you huh. to, like, this other English garden of love and baked goods. And it's like, I'm just happy. And I get to watch people bake. And it's a competition and it's stressful. I but honestly like, don't know if... I'm going to be honest. I don't know if I'd like it. Just give it a try. Okay, okay. I don't think I would say that's, like, a type of show I like. Yeah. And I've watched it and just, like, I love it. Okay. And I... I'll try it. So much. Once you watch it, I feel like... I feel like people say that all the time. Oh, you just have to watch it and then you'll get it. Yeah. Which is stupid. But it's but true. I it is to, true. I say that to people about Parks and Rec, right? Yes. You have to watch the first five episodes and you have to get over it. You have to get to know the characters and then you'll be in love. But if you right. stop before those five... You're not gonna like it. Right. And if you rush those sides and you don't like it, cool. Yep. Like then you At just don't like the show. Get it. But you have to get a sense of what yeah. the whole tone of it is mm-hmm. and the feeling it's giving you yeah. for you to catch on to what other people have caught on to. Exactly. So that is my current Okay, so I'll try obsession. that tonight. What you guys don't know about me is that I'm currently <laughs> drunk on caffeine. Not oh, on so so drunk. I on that uh, caffeine. I had two shots of espresso at four thirty and um it's now know, almost eight. Yeah, I still have so much energy. So she was um, willingly doing burpees. Yes, I don't know how y'all feel about burpees, yeah. but you know, I, and I didn't. I wasn't tired after five, which is like unheard of, <laughs> right? So, um, yeah. So that's where I'm at. Where I will be watching that show probably at least three or four after this interview, <laughs> and I will expect all the text messages okay. to to wake up to in the okay. morning. Okay, so that's um, Molly. Great Brit- British show. Great, great British. British. See, this is what happens. I end up saying Great British Breaking Show because great of the BRB. Baking, baking show. show. Yep. Hunger Games. Harry Potter. Lives with her best friend who's her cousin. Yeah. She's going to be Life 31, is which is freaking great. What up? Which Sol- Solid foot in the 30s. Honestly, she's taking that first full step. Whoa! What up? Yeah. We are doing a running man yeah, thing I right actually now. can see this. Honestly, I've thought about putting our recordings of the podcast on Instagram TV. I, I understand that. Um... <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> So this is the thing that I have heard about other people talk about. Okay. Like, yeah. yes, it's super fun if, like, there's also video of the podcast. Because people really like the visual yeah. sometimes. Mm-hmm. But I think the whole point of the medium of the podcast so you don't is it. that it's, you know, all yeah. auditory. Absolutely. I know. I know, I know. But, but I'm feeling it out, you know. Maybe you could do, like, IGTV of, like, the intros or the closeout. Like, yeah. where and you're like, we're getting primed. Yeah. And then. Yeah, I like yeah. that. I like that. Okay, so let's get started on this, because otherwise we will be here until 10 and you want to delete by 9. Yeah, so, we could. 9.30. What <laughs> What does unapologetically living like that mean to you? Yeah. Uh, so, I, just for some context, I feel like this past year has really, I mean, I'm going to say it's this past year, mm-hmm. because I feel like when I turned 30, I started doing weekly sort of, Mm -hmm. Insta stories about what I'm learning this week that I'm being 30. Mm -hmm. And it's been a really cool practice of having to actually stop and reflect on my life. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I've always had a higher sense of Mm self-awareness, but it's like elevated that to where I'm really looking back at like what went wrong that week, Mm -hmm. what I'm, what high I'm writing that week. And like, what is that saying about my life and how I'm crafting it when I'm learning? 
And so I, that's why I kind of credit with this kind of past year, which for me really started with like getting back into church and really getting closer to Jesus last year. Um, after, as we talked about being distant for a while. And so now I feel like it was like the spiritual reactivation to where I'm really able to look at my life through that lens now and say, what is it? this free and abundant life that Jesus tells me he wants to give me and he promises me. So, um, because of that, especially, I mean, I think I've known this for a while, but even this past week, spoiler for my Insta stories this week, but I, this won't be for a couple months. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Success. Just we just recorded this on the day that it goes out. Of course, because we're that cool. Absolutely. I have <coughs> all of that time on my hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because cool teachers have so much time. I don't work. Podcasts, I make a life from that. Yeah, girl. Obviously. The dream. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> one day. Yeah. Um, so, um, realizing that, we'll be real, my parents modeled codependency for me mm-hmm. in their relationships. Mm-hmm. And they didn't break some of their codependencies until I was in my 20s, like my early 20s. So relationship boundary setting is really hard for me. Mm -hmm. Like when we came in tonight Mm -hmm. and I said, hey, I want to wrap it up by nine. Yeah. That was a conscious effort on my part to set a healthy boundary for myself. And we're going to be done by nine. Okay. Because you need that. Because yeah, we could start till we just 930, 10, whatever. But that's not if... If you're speaking about your boundaries, like, we're going to respect that right now. Right. Thank you. Done. So that's, that, like, that's what I'm having to be really aware of. And, you know, I just had a situation where I've, I have not established this boundary when I probably have needed to for over eight months. Mm. And like, it's because I swallowed my pride, quote unquote. It's because I deflected. It's because I didn't let it bother me. Mm. But the same thing was happening. And at different times, it would bug me more and more and more and more. Mm-hmm. And I finally had that conversation mm-hmm. where I said, hey, I like, I need some, yeah. I need some boundaries here. Yeah. And it was fantastic. Yeah. And not just my experience in being free from the fear of setting the boundary and living without the boundary, mm-hmm. but the person's response was fantastic. Yeah. And, you know... What I always knew I would get. I think that's the funny thing is that for the most part, if you have these codependent tendencies Mm -hmm. and despite that, most of your relationships are really healthy. Mm -hmm. They're not toxic relationships. You could set that boundary and it would be absolutely affirmed and accepted. But because you're kind of working off of this old model or wherever you picked up your codependent tendency, Mm -hmm. you have a narrative in your head that's not real. Yeah. So I think to circle back to your question about leaving unapologetically, me embracing that means so much more because I'm a people pleaser, because I have these tendencies to be codependent on the people in my life Mm -hmm. and care about their opinion, care what they think about me, want to live up to their expectations and exceed them. Mm -hmm. Like for me to feel worth it. Really, for me to feel valued, I have felt like I needed to find that in my performance that's validated by other people. Mm -hmm. And so when I have just recently started to embrace being unapologetic, especially in the the area of life we're going to be talking about, Mm -hmm. that's very recent. But that saying, wow, I don't need your validation. And that's like a two-leap process for me. 
Yeah. And so everybody and just, yeah. Just the fact that it's like unapologetically living for myself, not selfishly. No, but I love what you said. It was like really early on in that, but like what is abundant and life giving that Jesus is giving me and that saying, I'm unapologetically giving this up, giving, putting this to a stop, putting this Mm -hmm. on a pause because that isn't life giving or the way that this is happening isn't life giving. Right. And pointing me back to Jesus. Right. Absolutely. And I think that's the root of it is that you will, I believe, only stop searching for external validation if you find your validation in something bigger. And for me, that's Jesus Christ. That's God. So it's like when I can look to the creator who God is love, Mm -hmm. you know, as I believe and I have experienced him again don't think God is gendered, but yeah. <laughs> we'll use that for yeah. shorthand. Um, but, you know, I believe that God is love. And not only is he love mm-hmm. and is what we can experience. Um, backtrack that. Not only is God the source of love. Mm-hmm. And his character is love. Yeah. But... His love allows us to experience love in a whole new real way mm-hmm. that pales, you know, makes the world's definition of love pale in comparison. Absolutely. And I think that when you experience that kind of love that mm-hmm. doesn't care what you've done, that loves you because of who God is mm-hmm. and because he created you and designed you and yeah. wants you to experience this life and love. Mm-hmm. When you start from that place, you're like, whoa, yeah. like I'm already fully loved. Yeah. I'm already fully loved just as I am because yeah. I'm designed and this you're not way. not reaching out for other people. Yeah. No. And so I think that that's kind of where I've come to with that is, you know, I found my de- validation in a source that matters, that's yeah. permanent for yeah. me. Yeah. And um, so I'm not seeking that from other people. Yeah. So then I can unapologetically choose yeah. what is life-giving for me. And I think when you're living close to Christ that's going to actually be life-giving for other people, too. Absolutely. So, does that wrap us up on, like, this? <laughs> and scene! And that was good. Yep, we, we just made it to the end for sure. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, the next thing on this is, like, okay, I think you gave that beautiful, like, kind of umbrella term of living unapologetically. But specifically where you're at now, what is that? What's your focus of you are unapologetically fat? P-H-A-T. What, what? Fat. Fat, 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 fat. <laughs> so uh, everyone knows if you've watched the video of us talking about this, like we talked a little bit about, but we didn't get much into yeah. your story, like how you've gotten there. And I know you said to me, you kind of wanted to, I can't remember exactly what you give said, that, but like, yeah, yeah, but give dive into the context a little bit. Yeah. Which, yeah. yeah, bring it on, let's go. Cool. I feel like I'm going to go, and you dig Okay. as we go. Okay, you are unapologetically fat. Got it. Why? As you like to say, P-H-A-T, but I'm totally okay with F-A-T. F-A-T. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What, what? Um... And I, like, I will tell you that literally happened in March or April of 2019. Like, it has been the short side of six months that I've really embraced that. And I had this moment where I was talking to our mutual friend, Lindsay, Mm -hmm. and talking about 
weight loss because yeah. it's a, a struggle she and I have both had. And <laughs> her talking about how she wants her life to look, which is why she has a goal weight in mind. Yeah. And we were on the phone and I literally stood there at work in my hallway mm-hmm. on lunch break and saying, I don't want that. And it was this huge light bulb moment yeah. of like, and I've had a few of those this year. Again, I think coming from kind of realigning with my center and um, reflecting on where my life is and where I want it to be, mm-hmm. where I've realized these dreams that I have literally hung on to for 20 years yeah. are no longer my dreams. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, I don't, I don't want or like realizing yeah. that you're hanging on to them not for what you actually want, right. for what the world was telling you. What you exactly, did. it was other people's expectations, yeah. and I know all of us know where those come from. Absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. like we don't have to go down that rabbit mm-hmm. hole because we are all inundated. Even if we're not aware of all the ways we yeah. are, we are. Yeah. And um, so it was something that I had glommed onto for multiple reasons, not only because of what you see, but. Yeah. Because, you know, I started getting bigger when I was probably 10. And so, um, when I'm in dance class and the other little girls don't look as big as I am mm-hmm. when, you know, I go to the doctor for one of my, for my heart issue. Yeah. And when I'm 13 and he's like, Hey, yo, you got to lose weight. I'm like, cool. Yeah. Like that's easy. Mm-hmm. You know, as a 13 year old, you're like, you're I, in that stage of like, uh, I didn't, you're like, awkward anyway. Yeah. Right. Like it's just not yeah. helpful. Um, you know, and from that age, truly trying Weight Watchers, going to a nutritionist, like, you know, at that age where you're being told there's something unacceptable about your body. That's a young, like, even without the culture telling you, having a doctor tell you that. Yeah. It's, it's trippy. It's it's like, I, I question, meaning if I was in your position, like would question like, well then am I even right in the way that I am? Oh, girl. You know? And that is so key what you just nailed because that heart issue was a congenital defect. Mm. And so it's like at birth, this thing was starting. Yeah. And the, you know, the other issue they discovered along that time was also something I'd probably had since birth. Yeah. And I, you know, was conceived out of wedlock. And so that really messed with my brain until literally two years ago. Yeah. And so... Like to, without me even realizing it, kind of putting it together until you said it just here. That's the fifth thing I've now heard by the time I'm 13 that I am not right. Yeah. Which just validates my feeling that I shouldn't have even been born. Yeah. Right. So like that is, as you said, that's the worst (laughs) kind of like mental solid foundation to start building off of. Yeah. And so, um, you know, and then you get into high school and it's boys and dating and what do they think of me? Right. It's like this whole new social, I mean, it starts in middle school, but like high school is like, there's a start of an independent, yeah, there's just like upward ramp at like a hundred miles per hour because there's this whole new independent social dynamic and it's, you know, these clicks and all kinds of things that, you know, we all have experienced in college. I feel like it eases up because you can, depending on how big your school is, you can find your crew, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But you never lose everything around you that's trying to tell you who you're supposed to be. And so, um, you know, I just recently went to a weight loss center and they were like, okay, like, what what is the body you want to get back to? Like, when were you at your skinniest? 
And I legit looked at her and I was like, when I was at my skinniest, I had cancer and didn't know it mm-hmm. as an adult. Yeah. And I was still 17. Mm-hmm. So like barely an adult. Yeah. And I was still 30 pounds overweight for my height. And I didn't feel good. I was sick and I didn't know why. I couldn't mm-hmm. eat. Mm-hmm. Like, I was that's like, I don't. That's difference. That's different. Yeah. And oh, so yeah. that's the thing. So what did, what was her reaction to that? She said, well, then when was the last time you felt good at a lower weight? And I think, and this is like something that, so Lindsay, our mutual friend, is also my roommate. So I've walked a little bit of Lindsay's journey with her as well. And for someone that, we actually just were talking about this a couple nights ago. For someone like, literally, my family structure and the way that my body is formed, the way my body is, is because of how my family is, right? Like, it's just inevitable, like, when you have a certain, like, uh, whether it's, like, pear shape, whatever, like, uh, what is it, Um, hourglass, whatever that is, like, that is literally genetic how it's going to be passed down, right? And so there's some things that I... I don't struggle with weight, right? I And so there's so much that I've learned through you and Lynn and just seeing the way that you guys walk and the way that you talk about it. It's just like, it's so beautiful and that you're so honest in that conversation and in that walk. But at the same time, it's just like, we were talking about like, well, what, I think what you said, like, what, what, where did you feel the best? Yeah. Because I get on Lindsay about it and she gets on herself about it. I'm like, Literally, it does not matter what your size is. And I know, and I know coming from me, that's not going to mean anything. And I'm sorry. Like, I wish that it did. Um, but at the same time, it's like, it shouldn't be about when you were your smallest. It shouldn't be about when you fit the mold of culture, which, cause I'm sorry, a hundred years ago, the women that mm. are overweight now were perfect yeah. or needed to be a little bit more plump, like uh, whatever, like the culture is going to change. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and how these words of overweight came in 20, 30 years ago. Right. Wasn't a thing before yeah. that. So, like, I think, I mean, those people that are there to help with diets, and like, awesome. But I feel like they got to change that wording. Right. Because if you're coming in saying, well, you're skinny, it's like, no, 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 no. Like, when were you, when did you feel the most Molly? Right. And at that point, as Molly, if you were 20, 30, 40 pounds over the weight that you're supposed to be at your height, were you still healthy? Yeah. Like, was your heart still beating? Like, were you still taking, like, were you still being in, um, intentional about taking care of your body? Right. But you don't need to lose weight either. You know what I mean? Like, that overweight, I feel like, is just yeah. so new and a conversation Lynn's and I have been having yeah. so recently that, like, my heart just breaks because it just, our culture has put such, like, it is just, it's just like anything having to rewire your brain. Yeah. Absolutely. How you think of things and how you see things, which I'm sure is in how you yeah. got to this, like, I'm just unapologetically who I am. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah. So it, you're at this dietitian. Yeah. She tells you this. And I, and literally a week after that was when I had the revelation with Lindsay, mm. where I was like, I don't freaking want this. Yeah. I don't want this at all. Yeah. So I think that that was, um, and I'll, I'll be specific because we're going to get there. It wasn't that I didn't want healthy living. Yeah. It wasn't that I was like, no, I don't want to go exercise every day. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. It wasn't that I wanted to drive through fast food every day. Yeah. It was that, no, when I have a future husband, yeah. I don't want him asking me if I went to the gym that day. Yeah. When I am cooking for my family one day, I don't want to have to be thinking about 
calories or portions. Mm-hmm. Like, as far as, like, oh, you can only have half of that chicken breast. Yeah. I don't want to live that way mm-hmm. because I've never had that outcome that proves to me that it's worth it. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's what certain people would say. We're like, well, when you get skinny, you'll know it's... Yeah. Right, when you get skinny, you'll know that it's worth it. Yeah. I'm like, if I am miserable trying to even get myself there, yeah. how miserable I'm going to be to maintain it. Yeah. And it's like... That is not my number one priority in life. Yeah. Like, I'm in this season now of what do I actually want to accomplish? And that's what's been so crazy to me is, like, as soon as I let go of weight loss as a goal, Mm -hmm. it was like, okay, Hmm. dude, I can write this book that I've been waiting to write. I'm going to get my finances in order. I want to, like, start to have minimalism in my home and, like, essential oils getting into that and, like, all these things that actually interest me, mm-hmm. that actually are taking care of myself, mm-hmm. that actually are healthy, that have nothing to do with my size yeah. and nothing to do with me making my size acceptable mm-hmm. to everybody else in the world, mm-hmm. most of whom I don't know, and so why should I care about their yeah. opinion? And I feel like that freedom, what was so crazy about it when I realized that, when weight loss no longer became the goal... Mm-hmm. Food no longer held any power. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. And not to say there's not times where I'm craving Absolutely. something, whether that be a salad, mm-hmm. a smoothie, or ice cream. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that I don't crave certain things. Yeah. I'm not saying that um, I don't, did not just eat tons of veggie flaxseed chips for dinner tonight because that's how today that's, went. That's, that's what it is. Like, that's what it is. Like, like, I'm sorry, we live, we live, like, that's just what life is. Right. Can I right. say that one more time? That's the way life is. Say it again. Say it again for the brother. In the back. Yeah. And so, um, the, like, that's been the most uncanny thing to me. Yeah. Is that I'm literally at breakfast with my mom at IHOP and she's following keto, which she's loving, mm-hmm. um, and it totally works for her. But we're sitting there and she eats her keto breakfast. I order <laughs> my pancakes yeah, with my whatever. I think yeah. I was like, it was just like the regular sampler where you get like your hash browns and pancakes and your bacon and yeah. eggs. Yeah. And um, we, you know, we get to the end of the meal where she's eaten all of her things or as much as she's going to eat. Mm-hmm. And I've eaten most of mine and most of my pancakes are still on my plate. Mm-hmm. And, and they're just sitting there. And I'm like, no, I'm done. Yeah. And she's like, Please, have them take this away. And I was like, why? Like, yeah. I'm, I'm fine. She's like, I'm going to eat them. And I was like... Okay, so I, like, covered it with a napkin. We, like, found the waiter, which is a great trick, by the way, if you're still really drawn to it once you know you're already full. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I truly did not feel like I had to finish that whole plate. Yep. And the more that I'm very, like, amateurly learning about Mm. this, it's... I didn't even realize it because... I've never been diagnosed with an eating disorder, never, thank God, had the symptoms where I needed help for it in that way, Um, that I was on a binge and restrict cycle without even knowing it. So because I was like, I'm going to be good, quote unquote, good, 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 good. Oh my gosh, it's the weekend. I need all the food. Yeah. It's like, that was what I was doing Mm -hmm. without even realizing it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, as soon as I removed needing to restrict it, there was no binge. Yeah. Because, and like, not to say I don't emotionally eat and overeat sometimes because this is a constant journey, right? It's not a switch. Yeah. But I will say in my brain, 
there was this switch that turned off to where it was, I don't have to have that food. We all know that. Yeah. I don't have to have that food. Yeah. Because I could have that food whenever I wanted. Mm-hmm. It's like... At 10 a.m. this morning, I walk into the break room at work, and there's Walker's shortbread cookies mm-hmm. on the counter up mm-hmm. for grabs. I love Walker's shortbread. Mm-hmm. I did not feel the need to eat it today. Yeah. And it's because I could have that at any time, mm-hmm. and I didn't I didn't really want it. Yeah. But dang straight, if I had been dieting and those were shortbread or donuts, yeah. I probably would have beat myself up yeah. for even having the one I wanted. Or even and thinking then, about wanting Yes. Exactly. Before I even got to, quote unquote, giving in to getting it. And then I'd probably get a second. Yeah. Because it's there and I have to have it. Yeah. And I didn't have that healthy balance. No. And it's, it is revolutionary for me. And I think that, you know, I'm still, well, you know, I'm sure we'll either transition into this now or we'll get into it later. Um, just seeing the next question is see what, yeah. Okay. Keep going. Keep going. Um, but like. I am still trying to figure out, and this is kind of the beauty, scary thing of it. Mm. I'm still trying to figure out what that then means for what my health is supposed to look like. Yep. And I was going to ask you that of like, (coughs) because whether it's food, whether it's entertainment, whether it's sex, whether it's lust, like whatever it is, we all have something that we give into and can have that binge cycle, right? Yeah, we can absolutely. Have that so, anything. so true. So, and then we can also, we can, because we're broken, emotional people, like we can convince ourselves that where we're at is that healthy. Like this yeah. is good, right? So you could say, you know what? I'm good with being this size and I'm, I'm good. That's healthy. Yeah. When really it may not be the healthiest for you. Yeah. Like you, your body, in order for you yeah. to live a long, healthy, abundant life full right. of Jesus, and with the people that you love, you may have to lose 10, right. 15 pounds, right? Whatever right. it is. Not because the world's telling you, but because, like, really your body needs that. Right. And so... Well, and I'll even interrupt you there and yeah. say, because um, I'm actually... I just started this book. Okay. I was hoping to have read some of it more before we recorded, but it's called Health at Every Size by uh-huh. Linda Bacon, and yeah. I've just started it. But everybody within, like, the body positive movement uh-huh. that I've or I will say many people that I've started to kind of look up to or research in the Bopo movement recommend this book. And even nutritionists who are H-A-E-S or Hayes nutritionists, health at every size, say that us using weight as a measurement for health is false. Yeah. And so I'm still reading exactly what they mean by that, yeah, but I'm yeah. fascinated by it. And so even like how else do you measure it? Like, right. Because that's all that we've been told, right? Exactly. And so even you saying like, yeah. maybe you do need to lose the weight to be healthy. I would even reverse that and say, maybe you do need to be feeding yourselves these kinds of food and yeah. exercising this amount so yeah. that you had a higher level of health. Yeah. No. And that's right. Yeah. Catching me and saying that, because I think, like I said, the conversation Lynn and I have been having, like, I don't want to use these words overweight anymore. I don't want to use the words that like our culture has created to then honestly put people down. Shame. Right. And, and so that was my question was like getting to like, do you feel like, because you know, Molly the best, right? So you've, like you mentioned, you've walked through heart stuff. You've walked through thyroid cancer. Like you've walked through a lot. And so you know yourself at your best. So you know yourself at your worst. Yeah. So right now, from March or April, like, do you feel like you are 
at a place that like, you want to keep striving towards and keep walking towards? Or are you starting to realize, you know what, I'm going to like take this crook in it a little bit. Like I'm going to go a little bit left or I'm going to go a little bit yeah. right. Like, where do you feel like you're in that right I'm now? definitely still adjusting. Yeah. Um, and I think that that is, I, and I will tell you, I'm still adjusting and figuring out what this means. Yeah. Having, taking care of my health in a way that doesn't take weight into the conversation. Yeah. Which um, is just tough in general. Right. When you try to think of health because everyone's going to bring in yeah. that weight, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. I mean, I just had a conversation with somebody recently where it's like, you know, I have, um, PCOS mm-hmm. and I'm on medication for it. And every time I brought it up to either my primary or my endocrinologist, the first thing they say is lose weight and then we'll talk about it. And it's like, no, there has to be a way for me to treat this without medication now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so it's like, even... So what's PCOS just for people? Uh, polycystic ovarian syndrome. Okay. And it basically is another hormonal disorder. Okay. So, you know, you're not going to have regular periods. You might have really bad cystic acne or all other kind of kind of hormonal... Yeah, uh, shifts. Yeah, shifts mm-hmm. and um, just extremes that yeah. have some really hard symptoms. And honestly, I was diagnosed with it when we were going through the thyroid cancer stuff. So you're focusing on the cancer, so you slap a Band-Aid on the PCOS. And I will tell you that I don't know if I ever had PCOS symptoms besides the periods. And so it's like... So you're like, do I even actually have it? Yes. Yeah. I'm now starting to get to the point of, has it even been necessary for, let me blow your mind, for me to be on this two medications for almost 14 years? And it's like... That's the stuff where yeah. you have to be your own advocate, yeah. even with the incredible health care that some Absolutely. of us do have access to, yeah. which is a privilege, and Absolutely. I'm very blessed to have it and need it, you know? Absolutely. And so I'm but so every, grateful for that benefit. Everything but, is broken in yes. what they offer and give. And, right. Yep. Even there, you have to work so hard to get the care that you need. Mm-hmm. And so um, even if you're privileged enough to have the insurance yes. to go, right? Yeah. And so I feel like... And I think that's something else we didn't talk about at the beginning, but you know, I'm a white female from a comfortable socioeconomic class. Mm -hmm. It's like my experience in this bigger body Mm -hmm. is going to be different than people of different colors. It's going to be different than people in different socioeconomic classes and so, or statuses. And so like, I recognize that even me being able to say I accept my body as is yeah. and I'm going to try to redefine the health in a new way is a privileged thing to be able to say. Yeah. Um, and that's something I don't think we ever think to acknowledge. Well, I think that you can, we can just even like sit on that for a second because there's so many things that we are privileged to be able to do. Like yeah. I am privileged to have this struggle of, I don't know, not being not being able to afford my rent in San Clemente. I'm sorry. How did you get to California in the first place? You know, like these things of we are at, we have to understand that we are here and the Lord has given us those things, which then is going to come with, um, more, uh, maturity, more weight. Like there's going to be, and he's going to have to give us more grace in this. I don't know. know We're like, I see where I'm going with it. Yeah. Where there's, we are at a certain we're in, we're in, a, I don't want to say level because that implies no, that there's yeah. a, you know, like yeah. greater than and less than, no, yeah. but it's, 
it's Spider-Man. With great power becomes great responsibility. Exactly. Responsibility. That's yes. What, like, we have so much more responsibility. So right. much more responsibility. And that you are, I, you know, I believe God makes you a steward. You are yeah. responsible for everything that you are given. Absolutely. Whether you see it as the gift it is or not. Mm-hmm. And I think that what our macro big culture conversation mm-hmm. um, is starting to make everybody realize, uh, you know, not everybody, but it's starting to bring into the conversation yeah. that your perspective is just your perspective. Yeah. And I think when you are in any kind of privileged position, mm-hmm. I am happy to say that I recognize that privilege mm-hmm. and recognize that me saying, oh, you know, I'm going to redefine my health. And guess what? I work at a job that allows me to have an amazing gym membership. I can go and buy organic food. Mm -hmm. Like I am, I am now privileged enough to be able to redefine my health journey Mm -hmm. when there are people who don't get a choice between McDonald's and the grocery store. And, and that has nothing to do with any fault of their own. And I Mm -hmm. think this is the biggest thing that angers me with, you know, our body shaming Mm -hmm. is that, um, you want to be over and get distracted? <laughs> I don't know if it's like cracked or if it's just. I think it's just condensating. Condensation, kind of like of the sweat dripping down yeah. me. Yeah, it's okay. Good. This is that's like the fire it's internal nice. is yeah, yeah. the fire external. Yeah. Woo! Um, what angers me the most about body shaming right now, and again, I will say body shaming whether you are skinny or fat yeah. or anywhere in between on the spectrum with whatever terminology you want to use. Yeah. What bothered me with body shaming, but especially for folks who are in bigger bodies, is saying, you're lazy, you're incompetent, you're weak-willed, you don't have the discipline. And it's like, you have no idea what I have been through. You have no idea what strength and willpower and determination and discipline that I've exhibited in my life. Mm-hmm. And that has nothing to do with the fact that I quote unquote cannot lose weight. Yeah. Like, yeah. guess what? I've lost weight. Yeah. Over and over again. Yeah. I've also gained it. Mm-hmm. Which I feel like if you're in a body where you actually need to gain weight can be very difficult. Yeah. And so like I have done that before. Mm-hmm. Also drag myself out of a suicidal depression. Mm-hmm. So like, and I think that takes a strength of character Absolutely. that if it was just about my character, yeah. I'm sure I would have been a hundred pounds lighter by now. Mm-hmm. Like Absolutely. that's not, you know, I'm not the girl that doesn't go exercise mm-hmm. that goes from my computer chair to my car to my couch. Yeah. I'm not that girl. Yeah. And I am that girl sometimes. Cause yes, I sit in the computer. Yes. I have a commute. Yes. Yeah. I love my couch. Yeah. But I'm not that girl all the time. I'll go play at the lake. I'll go down to the beach. Mm-hmm. I'll go to the gym. Zumba is my fave. I'll find the exercise you love. Yeah. Um, but like, I'm not that girl. Yeah. And, and I, and so that's the thing that angers me the most yeah. is that you, our culture will see someone in a bigger body and assume all these very negative things about who they are mm-hmm. that are just so inaccurate. And again, if you really got to know them, you were, it would blow away all those expectations mm-hmm. and presumptions. And I think that for me, I've encountered that a lot in the fitness space. Mm-hmm. And when I kind of first had this revolution, I remember being in Zumba class mm-hmm. and being pissed off because mm-hmm. I was thinking about all the times where somebody came up to me and gave me advice, gave me weight loss encouragement. When you asked for it? or when Oh, you- no. That's what I don't honestly... Stop, just, I'm leaving Zumba, which I don't know, 
I mean, most of y'all don't know. I kick butt in Zumba. Yeah. I move. Yeah, It's you do. so much fun. It's great. Yeah, I believe it. Like, to a certain point where people are stopping me out of... I'm so going to be egotistical right now. Stopping me after class to be like, you're so good! How did you get so good? Good yeah. girl! Like... Like, people are stopping me out of class to say that. Yeah. And then there's people stopping me outside of class to say, I just want to tell you, don't give up on your weight loss. I know it can be hard. But, like, you know, I just have been here for a few months and I've already lost this much amount of weight. And just keep going. You can do it. And you're like, what makes you think I'm trying to lose weight? Dang straight. You know, Molly, that calls me out, though, because there are times when I see people walking on the street, running or something, and I can see that they're struggling, I can see that there is weight on them, right? And I'm, like, I'm being honest, like, I do judge that, right? And I want to say the same thing, but that puts me in my place of, like, it's not your place. Right. But what makes you think that they're doing that in the first place? What what if they're literally doing, like, Molly just for themselves, and it does not matter what they look like on the outside, because it honestly does not effing matter. Right. And that is... You know, I've been on our beach trail walks Mm -hmm. and been there where a girl's just running by and gives me a high five. And that is like, I love that kind of encouragement. Cool. But do you think she high fived every single person on that trail? Yep. No. Probably not. No, No. she did not. And why did she pick, why did she pick me out? Yeah. Why on that same beach trail was I stretching and somebody just decides to stop and say, hey, you need to do that better. Like she literally corrected how I was doing the stretch. She just stopped and said, you need to lift your foot up more to activate this. And because I am who I am, I said, oh, like, where, where is that supposed, like, what is that supposed to do? She's like, it's supposed to mean da, da, da. Like, she just corrected my form and moved along. Huh. And I was like, huh, except that I'm doing the stretch that I learned from physical therapy years ago because yeah. I actually wanted to stretch in my ankle, not at my calf. Yeah. And it's that kind of stuff yeah. where I appreciate people's encouragement. I appreciate their advice. But the fact that I can't, I can't accept it without almost guaranteeing that it's because they're seeing, they're, they are seeing my, my bigger body and because of their own thought bias that bigger bodies have less value that then they can come up to me and correct me or give me encouragement or whatever it might be. And that's, that's the thing that I started to get angry about Yeah, because I'm like, yeah, I'm in this bigger body and yeah, it's harder for me to run down this strip than it might be for you. Probably because I haven't been out here for a month, (laughs) but you know, yeah, I am carrying extra weight around. That's not, that's, that is a fact. We are living under gravity. That yep. is a fact. It's going to be <laughs> harder for me. Stay on me. Um, yes. And it will not fall off. No. And it feels like it should feel yes. under Earth's gravity, right? Like yeah. that. I get that. Yeah. I get it. But it it that is just. It's because it comes with a devaluation yeah. of who I am. It comes, you know, that people think they have to come by and say, "Don't give up." What about me made you think I was going to give up? Yeah. What, you know, that you came and decided to correct me when, I mean, and if I was doing something wrong on a gym machine, yes, please come before I hurt myself, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But we're on a beach trail and I'm just, just stretching. Stretch. Just it's stretch. just a stretch. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know what you yeah. are assuming. You're assuming a lot. Yeah. That is basically what's happening. Mm-hmm. But, you know, 
that that's the stuff where if if that person paused mm. and said, why do I feel like I should go up to her and mm. not somebody else? Yeah. I think that they would find more oftentimes than not that it's because they view me at a disadvantage. At the very least. I just, and I more just want to sit. And not because I know myself. I can say, I'm sorry, because I've thought yeah. that too. And yeah. I've done that too. And I think yeah. what I've loved so much of walking this with you, walking this with Lindsay, is that you just don't realize how much society, culture, all these things are like putting into your head. Even church, yes, right? Absolutely. Like it's it's everywhere. I tell you that. Oh, I was listening to a sermon a couple months ago and it was um not my home church pastor but a different one. And um I just happened to be listening to this sermon and he legitimately said Christians should be the most physically fit people on the planet. And I could not let it go for days. Yeah. Like, and I'm not the person that, like, reaches out to the complete stranger and corrects them. Yeah. But I was tempted. Yeah. Because. Well, because first of all, before you even want to reach out and correct them, it makes you question everything. Right. Because when someone is on the pulpit and they're given that responsibility to yes. speak and literally focus. And the authority. The truth. Yes. The authority. Yeah. And they don't use it correctly. Right. I'm not saying I'm going to do it any better. No. I'm sure we all mess up. Right. But. And. I, my, the more I thought about it, the more angry I got because I said in my head, I was thinking what I would say to him if I was angry was, do you not realize what you just did? Mm -hmm. You just excluded so many people from being quote unquote perfect or good enough Christians Mm. when that's the furthest thing it's about. And I know I, I believe that was not his intent. Mm -hmm. But it's like he didn't hear the words coming out of his mouth. Yeah. Because now you just said, anybody in a wheelchair, anybody with a disability, mm-hmm. anybody with any kind of physical deformity, or quote unquote, just or abnormality. that doesn't work out. Right. Like they don't even need to, quote unquote, lose yeah. weight. It's just that they're, oh wait, I'm not as active as I should I'm be. I'm not a CrossFitter. Yeah. Yeah. When like that's, that's because we as a culture have redefined what quote unquote physically, peak physical fitness yeah. is. And again, to your point, that changes with the culture. Yes. Like, yes. and that, like, I remember hearing and just being so pissed because in my head, when I was at my lowest, which was my biggest, my least active, my least physically fit, my cancer ridden, mm-hmm. my mental illness drowning. Mm-hmm. If I had heard that, mm. what does that cause me to believe about how God's going to accept me? Yeah. And Absolutely. I'm like, you won't find that in the Bible. No. And so that might be your opinion, and you couch it. They only your say run towards Jesus. They don't say no, yeah. run, no beach. No, you don't say. <laughs> they don't say do those preach, things. preach. They say breathe in the spirit. Yes, breathe out the spirit. <laughs> There's literally nothing in the freaking Bible about actually being physically active. Actually, yeah. at all. <coughs> we got Molly worked up. Sorry about that. <laughs> There's coffee. Um, you know, there's stuff about gluttony. There's Absolutely. stuff about overindulgence, right? But like I said, everything has that. Not ev- just. Exactly. But we as a culture have so elevated this quote unquote perfect physique that it seeped into even the church. Yeah. And that's not surprising to me. I don't nope. I don't say even as in, oh, the elevated church, but yeah. so far above that. Yeah, the church could not fall into this. No, it's like so we... So the church fell into it the instant it started. Amen. 
because we are the hotbeds for all of that. And I think... We are broken people trying to lead broken people. Exactly. And so, and I will say that's why it's the hotbed, because we're all broken. And we're the people, usually in the church, who are the most broken and the most open with our brokenness. Absolutely. Um, and, And unfortunately, then it becomes... Well, that's the narrative, and that's yeah. what we should be following. Mm-hmm. And I think there's so much danger to that, and it's getting back to, why would he even say that statement? Yeah. And I think that for me, I truly, a year ago, I had some stomach issues, and I remember kind of having this come-to-Jesus moment where he said, we got to work on your food now. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I did Join a gym and get a nutritionist. Mm-hmm. Do you know how long that lasted? Mm-hmm. Like three months. Yeah. Three to six months. And and I was like, wait, 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 wait. And it didn't occur to me until after I had this light bulb moment almost mm-hmm. a year later that I said, God never told me to lose weight. Mm-hmm. Like. He just said, look at your food. God never told me to lose weight. Yeah. He wanted to break me of the emotional bondage I had to food. Yeah. Yeah. And that came by deciding I didn't need to lose weight at all. And that blew my mind. And it still does. It still blows my mind and overwhelms my heart with gratitude. Because as soon as I felt like I got, you know, an area that God shined the light for me to work on, Mm -hmm. I tried to do it in my own way. Mm -hmm. I tried to control it. I tried to do everything that I have always done to try and control that thing. And surprise, surprise, it didn't work. And again, something I'm learning, it's like, the more that I surrender the way I think it's supposed to happen, mm-hmm. the more I actually find freedom. Yeah. Which, again, is the point. Yeah. You, honestly, there was a, the last question was like, what would you tell yourself? Yeah. If, like, your old self, old self, like, meaning your person before you walked yeah. through this, right? Or someone else walking through this. Yeah. I honestly, I mean, you can still answer it if you feel like you need to, but I feel like even what you said still speaks into that. Yeah. Because what, I think what I want to get across, because we'll need to wrap it up just to make sure it's under like 50 minutes. Um, what I want all of these to get across first and foremost is that you're, you're gonna, you're not going to follow this perfectly tomorrow. Mm -hmm. You may not be unapologetically fat. Absolutely. Friday. You may not be unapologetically fat. Saturday. Good as gold. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Every day. It's a step forward, two steps back, three steps forward. You know, like, it's that growth process. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And if there's anything that I want to come out of all of these, it's like, whatever Molly says, whatever this person says, whatever the other person says, like, it is a journey that they're walking, Mm -hmm. and it's not going to come in an instant. And honestly, the beauty... I would say beauty, but also what sucks about sanctification is that it takes yes. a effing long time. Absolutely. And and I would say, like, even if you're not a Christian, the process of becoming a better version of yourself every day absolutely. is a process. Yeah. Absolutely. A, and a two steps forward, five steps back process. Yes. yes. And it takes a lifetime. Mm-hmm. And I would say, I mean, I'd rather do it with Jesus than anybody yeah, else. Me too. But yeah, you're right. Like, even without, set faith aside, like, yeah. growing is going to be... Steps forward, right. steps forward, steps back, steps back. Right. Um, and so right now, Molly's unapologetically flat. Yeah. Right now, Stephanie's unapologetically going to a counselor. Like, whatever that is. But there are going to be days when we're going to be like, you know what? I just want, I want to lose weight. Yeah. Um, or like, I'm going to fall into like, I need to look like that. Right. Or you know what? 
I'm messed up because I go to a counselor. Like, I'm, mm. I'm crazy. Like, or whatever it is, you know? Like, those stupid lies that we start to believe yeah, because they're just constantly there. Absolutely. Um, but more than anything, I just want to end up like, you're still growing in this. Yeah. And, but I love that you have gotten to the point that you are. Yeah. And that I get to walk this with yeah. you. Um, and that through it, you're opening my eyes and teaching me so much more than what like, I think that there's times when we think, like, we got it all figured out. Like, I understand, Absolutely. right? Yeah. Or I don't. I yeah. do not understand whatsoever. And I have to own up to that. And there's a lot of conversations, even, like, politically things that I yeah. still don't understand. And there's things I want to learn. But, like, if there's anything that this podcast could be as well as, like, having a platform of, like, let's just talk about it. Absolutely. Like, let's just talk about Absolutely. whatever it is. Help each other understand. Yeah. And we're not going to probably find an answer. No. Like, you didn't find an answer. <sighs> You may not find an answer for yeah. forever. Right. Right. I won't find any, whatever. Yeah. And I, and I think, um, to answer your last question and kind of circle back, I think that you, and, and to your point too, about learning to understand, mm-hmm. I think if you're in a bigger body, you still need to do the same in the work that stuff you mm-hmm. know you need to do, mm-hmm. which is recognize mm-hmm. that I mean, and I don't want to use a buzzword because I think it cheapens it, but mm-hmm. recognize your own fat bias. Mm-hmm. Recognize that because I will tell you, I had this conversation today, like, because I have, um, absorbed mm-hmm. all of the culture's narrative about what a bigger body means. Mm-hmm. I've hated myself. Yeah. I've hated my body, not just for its illness, but for its size, mm-hmm. for its weight, for her size, for her weight. Mm-hmm. And so that's like the first step mm-hmm. is you have to look at yourself and say, I've internalized mm-hmm. everybody else's fat phobia. Mm-hmm. I've internalized what everybody else thinks about what bodies like mine yeah say quote unquote say about you or reflect about who you are Mm -hmm. and I think when you recognize that you'll recognize but I don't believe that Mm -hmm. and I think you have to love yourself yeah before you're able to say that absolutely and I think that um, and I think that's what at the beginning brought me to tears of like the fact that you love yourself to walk through that and push through it and work through it yeah there's that's a, that's a win in itself. Yeah. Right. Where I can, <laughs> I bought a super cute red and white polka dotted bikini yes, and it makes me it. feel amazing. Yes. And I love it. Yes. And I love it. And I love me in it. Yeah. And I think that for me to <laughs> be in this body, which is honestly, I will tell you, not that it matters, but I will tell you is the heaviest weight. And that I've ever been Mm -hmm. and say, Oh, I love you. Yes. You know, and give myself a hug and, and truly mean it. And that's why I changed those pronouns to her Uh because she, this body is me. Yeah. She's my vessel while I'm here. Yeah. Like I am not anything here on earth without her. Mm. And so if I can't love her, I can't love myself. Yeah. And if I can't love myself, I can't make the most of this life and I can't love anybody else. Yeah. And I think, especially in the church, we disassociate the body and the soul. Mm. And so we yeah. lose that. Because you, you leave your body here. Yes. Right? And the flesh. The Which body is, is the flesh. And yeah. is where sin comes from, quote unquote. 
which isn't accurate, but it's like, yes, one of the temptations is lust of the flesh, but your flesh, your actual body, flesh suit, your body that you were in. You would not have anything without it. Right. And I think our loving creator, God would not have given them to us if he needed us to separate from them. Yeah. And so I think if I was going to tell my younger self or anyone else, well, if I was going to tell my younger self anything, it would be love yourself. And that means loving your body too. Yeah. Just as she is in this moment. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be major. And I think loving yourself apart from what you think you're supposed to be. Yeah. And I think, again, that's for anybody mm-hmm. and any, whatever you're struggling with. Mm-hmm. And I think if, if I was going to talk to anybody in the same season as me, I would say separate from that thing that you think is going to give you the satisfaction you desire Mm. because more likely than not, it will be unsatisfying Mm -hmm. and you will have perhaps made yourself miserable, Mm. perhaps thrown your real priorities to the side for this thing that doesn't actually matter to you. And I think where I'm at right now and what I would then say for people to do is then define what your health means to you. And I will say, I'm not there right now. I'm not eating at the best health that I want to be eating at. I'm not exercising as much as I, my body needs me to exercise. I will tell you I'm feeling it Mm -hmm. because I haven't been able to exercise with work being crazy. And so like, I, again, I'm not perfectly doing it, Mm -hmm. but I'm in such an amazing place of saying, right. And, and still accepting that still accepting that it's this slow process Mm -hmm. and reading books and going to people I trust online and having great conversations with friends where I can kind of bolster Mm -hmm. that love because Mm -hmm. I will tell you even a week ago had conversation with my family where they don't realize that they're saying my body is unacceptable but they are yeah the people closest to you if they haven't realized it they're going to fill you with that same narrative that you're trying to separate from. Mm-hmm. So you have to bolster yourself Absolutely. with what's going to fill you up um, with the new truth that you're embracing. Mm-hmm. And then get excited about being able to determine what your health looks like. Yeah. You don't have to go to fro- CrossFit because everybody's going to CrossFit. You can just do yoga because you love yoga. Yes. You can actually just go exercise and get out and walk mm-hmm. or play with your dog or your kids. You can just do that. Just because you love to do it, not yeah. because you quote unquote have to work out yeah. for a certain amount of time, for a certain amount of days. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what your body needs. Yeah. And I think that's the next step is mm. not just loving yourself where you're at, but loving yourself enough to give your body what she needs yeah. and not what she's just craving if it's not good for her, mm-hmm. but embracing what's actually healthy for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and that maybe that's cooking from home. If you can do it mm-hmm. instead of eating out all the time, yeah. maybe that's drinking less. Yeah. Um, maybe that's, you know, giving up bad habits of all sorts yeah. and embracing new ways of being healthy. Mm-hmm. And for me, I'm doing that without trying to fit it into the box of weight loss. Mm-hmm. And it's been so freeing for me. Yeah. Thank you. I haven't really been able to like pour all this out yet. Yes. Oh my gosh, so good.